Hello and welcome back to another episode of Critical Conversations in the C-Suite. Today, I am honored to have our special guest, Christopher Miller, with us. Christopher is the president and CEO of Gammon Miller Media Investment Bankers. Let me tell you a little bit more about Christopher. Christopher is an executive with 33 years of experience in media mergers, acquisitions, media management, including sales and administration. He is a trusted advisor to media executives in the radio, television, newspaper, cable, and internet sectors. He has represented the buyers and sellers in over $250 million worth of successful media asset transactions since 1996. In today's conversation, I'm going to talk with Christopher about navigating what media means today, as well as tips and tricks of the trade of what he has seen as successful. So join me in this conversation, our next episode of Critical Conversations in the C-Suite. Hello everyone, welcome back to Critical Conversations in the C-Suite. I am with Christopher Miller today. I'm very excited to introduce my colleague with you. Christopher, thank you for joining us today. It's nice to be with you. So Critical Conversations in the C-Suite is just a transparent conversation around what's going on with business owners and how we live our life and how we push forward and how we um, show up as leaders. So before we dive into that conversation, Christopher, tell our audience, would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you. Um, I am a, a media investment banker, and so I'm an entrepreneur. And um, I help other entrepreneurs buy and sell um, media properties. Uh, we can be radio stations, television stations, uh, uh, cable systems, newspapers, um, internet companies, uh, we'll see if that's the other thing, or um, or any of the sub sub industries that uh, provide services to those those different businesses. Um, now that's very interesting line of work. How did you get into that? I grew up in the newspaper business. My family had been owned newspapers. Um, then we got into the television business. We owned television stations. And then um, I got to work with a gentleman out of Washington, DC named Jim Gammon. He was an FCC attorney from, originally grew up in Iowa and um, ended up going to Washington, DC to be an, uh, um, an attorney in, in Washington, DC and started in the oil and gas industry, but then eventually moved into the Federal Communications Commission work and um, started his own law firm. And then he worked, decided to start his own um, media brokerage company um, and help people buy and sell TV stations. And radio, back in those days, just radio stations. And then got into television stations. Um, he hired me um, when he represented um, Fox Television Station Group, um, was uh, um, acquiring television stations back in the late 90s. Uh, my family sold our last TV station in Kansas City um, to a group out of uh, Ohio. We didn't sell to Jim's clients, but um, um, he hired me as, after he got to know me during that process. And uh, I went to work for him and I sold my first television station about a year after starting to work for him. And I had the best time doing it. And uh, I've been doing it ever since then. That was uh, like 1999. So I've been doing a long time. 
So it's clear to say that, you know, you are skilled in negotiation and sales because you, you would have to be for that type of work. You know, I would love to talk about sales a bit because, you know, I don't know if you've had this conversation, but many of the business owners that we speak to because of the type of work we do, you know, we deliver strategy, but we're always working with companies that are in some type of crisis, whether they want to admit it or, or whether they don't. You know, I always joke that if we had a secret backdoor entrance <laughs> that our clients could come through, they would want to. And so what I'm hearing from a lot of leaders is about sales. It's about their organization. Um, there's been a change in the past 10, 15 years where people are relying so much on marketing versus understanding the true sales skill that's needed. Could you talk to all of the years of experience you've had in negotiating quite large deals? What would you say are the top three areas that sales professionals need to make sure they have down pat in order to be successful in their career? You really have to understand the, to beat the, the the successful ones that I've worked with the, are the ones that um, are not in it for themselves, but they understand what their client needs more. And if they if they if they can find that secret sauce for what their client needs, everything else falls really fall the jigsaw puzzle falls into place. If they understand that if that client, you know, uh, is is the type that needs in our business, if the client needs to have more appointments on their schedule, or the client is a bank and needs more deposits or needs more loans, you figure out how to deliver those to them. Um, in this case, if I if I'm working with a, a television station owner and I know he needs stations in a certain market of the country, I find I find the stations for him. Or if I know a, a station group owner wants to exit a certain part of the country, then I find buyers for those parts. So it's really finding what they need or, or, or understanding what their needs are, um, and then providing the answers to those. Um, a lot of times, people they won't tell you what they are, so it's it's actually getting the intel and being able to define that intel. Um, um, the internet's been a, an unbelievable source for that type of stuff. We never used to have that. Um, it's kind of been a great equalizer for people. Um, you can do nowadays with the internet, you can live about anywhere in the country and do all sorts of creative jobs. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for people, uh, you know, post pandemic things. I think a lot of things are going to change. Uh, there'll be more opportunities for for people to. Um, I don't think sales is a bad word, but I think, I think it's, it got to be a a, um, a um, um, you know the used car salesman type of um, the that type of angle or that type of paintbrush was applied to it. Uh, it's not that way. I don't think if, if people understand. Um, that um, if you if you look at sales as, as providing a opportunity for someone else to be successful, that's really what you're doing. You're you're answering their needs. Um, you have a tremendous grasp of uh, um, opportunity in front of you. And those are the type of things that that's probably I probably went by your three or four things you asked for, but those are those are the type of things I see the successful salespeople that we've dealt with over the years. And we just try, I try to get our people, if I'm owning a radio station or if I'm working with a group of operators, um, those are the ones that have the success or those type of people. Yeah, you're true because you really have to understand 
um, what your client needs and, and what's really in it for them and not in it for you. I, I'm in a lot of different sales conversations, whether we're getting pitched to or we're trying to pitch to someone else and the conversational steer on the I, I, I versus on the audience of who you're talking to. Now, over the years, you've seen many different changes in the TV industry, especially when it comes to business news. And, you know, now with the amount of marketing that's out there, digital marketing that people are looking at, they tend to forget about traditional marketing, traditional marketing of print, um, of radio commercials. Um, we're very excited. We were part of one of your stations and launched some radio commercials for Voss. That was a great experience. Um, and it's, it's going back to that storytelling, which all marketing started with storytelling. And then it morphed into just with digital marketing, having more vehicles or channels to deliver the message. Could you talk about the power of television and radio as it pertains to companies wanting to grow their audience and engage? It's the it's the it's still the the best. Either one of those is still they they're called broadcast for a reason. Um, it's the one to many approach. Um, you know, you can have we can all have our internet. We can all have our our, our, our playlists and our, if we're talking music or we're talking our, our, our reading our books online or whatever, but when you're talking broadcast, it's, it's a big net and you're throwing it out there across a, a wide audience that um, there's just no other, there's nothing that um, has replaced that yet. Um, when you're talking television or radio broadcasts um, and I'm not sure if there ever will be um, from that standpoint, um, what's changed in that industry is the, uh, the, who owns the who owns the entities, um, the networks, um, the television stations in particular are all pretty much owned by publicly traded companies. So we're not seeing the innovation um, as much in the TV industry. Um, Radio is not quite as consolidated as television um, yet. Um, in the large markets, it, it is, but not in the smaller markets. Um, there's two kinds of radio business really, um, but in the te in the television side. It's still a, a large, uh, you're really getting, you're, you get a reach that you can't get otherwise um, with, the, with, with, with television. Um, the, uh, you know, the, you've also got the cable and the, you know, the, um, the, the one that's really been exciting to watch just, just in the last six months has been the, um, the streaming version, the, um, the expansion of that version of television. Um, and I think there's a lot of growth there to be seen down the road. Um, but it's going to be the it's a little bit more of the the one to one type of thing. It's not, but they're using it's going to be kind of a hybrid where you're taking that um, that maybe the the older TV show or taking a TV show concept and people are time shifting and watching when they want to watch it. But it's still that content and someone has to come up with the content um, and then they put it in the in the on demand part. Yeah. So it's a it's a hybrid type of thing. Um, and that's still going to be. I don't think the 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 model, the revenue model for that is still. Um, it's sort of paid um, right now, but there. Um, I think they're going to be. There's probably going to be some um, blended deals where you're going to be see some little like a YouTube where you have the the, the pre roll on the commercials and stuff, and people can pay for YouTube without it. They don't want that. Um, so there's this is going to be fun to watch and see how see how some of that comes out. Um, but television right now, there's still nothing that reaches the, the numbers that it reaches. Um, but the, the challenge is with the broadcast, um, the companies that own the networks, um, is, to, is to make compelling content. 
Yes. And I think um, the challenge with that is in, in the past, the owners of those networks, they used to be some dynamic individuals. And now that they're all corporate owned, I'm not sure we're still we're getting that same quality of the programming. And so now we see, I think that's where we see a downslide in some of their ratings and some of the people aren't watching the network like they used to. Um, so that's a challenge is to see who who's going to continue on with the with the program, providing programming to these uh, television groups. Um, there's some of them are um, some of the mid-sized TV groups I think might end up being more successful um, that aren't, aren't aren't hooked to these really large conglomerates. They're doing some more regional things, especially with some sports programming, some other things that are kind of uh, interesting to watch coming down the road. Now, if a company is thinking about adding radio commercials, as we did, into their branding and their marketing uh, campaign, what could be some tips that they should consider first before they hit record <laughs> um, in making the content engaging and exciting? You know, this is the visual. This is what you're, you're, you're not, you have to paint the visual through audio, which is completely different than a digital marketing campaign. But could you give some tips to the audience if they're considering radio advertisement? What should they be thinking about first? Sure. The number one thing is is to is to throw away the your regular playbook and and start with a clean sheet of paper and just think about the the best thing I can I think we talked about it was that it's going to be theater of the mind and you need to paint a picture using words and audio and it could be anything you can talk about anything you want you could talk about a, 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 a you know Charlie and his purple crayon and describing the the book and you start you start talking about him walking along with his purple crayon and you can describe him drawing the Eiffel Tower and people can picture that and it, it's uh, and walking off a cliff and falling into the moon and however you want to describe those things so that's um, it's just however you want to describe it and talk the story and and then you start throwing in different voices and and music and all those things that make your mind click and think about things. And um, that's where um, the people, when they start, they start using um, music from your childhood or your, your teen years or those type of things. When Chevy wants to, you know, for years they use the hot, hot American pie and those type of, you know, stuff like that. And you talk about certain songs, it gets people's memory clicks and um, you can get, but it's all about theater of the mind type of thing. And once you start using those those uh, those those keys that that unlock things in people's mind, it's it's you can go down any road you want to go to. But it's all it's all being creative, and um, um, the the mind's an amazing thing, and and the audio keys are are you can get pretty creative on how you use those. But if you're going to market your business, and and the radio is a a wonderful way to do it, and there's no limits on it, what you can do with it. So talking about no limits, I, I love how you broke that down for us. One of the things that a lot of leaders uh, are having to do in this time is the time that we're recording this. We're in September of 2020. So we're in the interim new normal that COVID has brought into our life. And a lot of leaders are having to get creative and think about ways to change up their business model. There's entire industries that have changed overnight. You know, the manufacturing industry in the U.S. is one of them. Um, I recall a few months ago when the governor of New York did a press conference because New York was so devastatingly hit by COVID. 
and they he pulled up three garments that he could not find a manufacturer in New York that made. One was a gown, two were different masks. So complete industries are changing overnight and having to switch up how they do business. Um, when you think about your business that we would love for you to share, has there been anything where you and your company have needed to shift or adjust in approach uh, with your clients or your business model during this time? Um. I think what, what's been fun to watch the media side of the business, both television and, and radio on those on those fronts, was how they they worked with their their current clients um, in their markets. If they were if they did it the right way, uh, some people some people just threw up their hands and you know did a turtle and called, crawled in their shell. Um, if they did it the right way, what they did was they reached out to the restaurants in town that were switching from. Uh, not having the dining rooms open to going to curbside delivery or at-home delivery. And so what they did was they converted their television and radio commercials to explaining people how to do online ordering. And then when they came to the restaurant where the drive up was or where the park for their, for their, you know, touchless free pickup, where they just bring the sack out and put it in the back of the car. Um, so they used their inventory, their advertising inventory to change that. If they were working with a bank, they would, the bank would explain, that their drive-ups, their drive-throughs were still open. If you wanted to um, get a new um, home loan, they would uh, set up an appointment. Either they would come to your house, bring you your loan papers, or they could do it overnight with you. Or maybe you'd actually have an appointment. You could actually come in the bank, but it'd have to be set up an appointment to do it, that type of thing. But they were open for business. The bank wasn't closed, those type of things. Um, car dealers, they were running commercials that they would bring you a car over to test drive from your house. You know, yes. you tell us what kind of car you want. We'll bring it over and we'll keep bringing your cars until you pick one out you like, you know, that type of thing. So um, so that was that was different from the media standpoint. These guys were getting creative on how they were working to keep their local businesses going. And that so that was fun to watch how they stepped up and did that. So um, um, it, I think, you know, it's all it's all goes back to we're all in this together type of thing. So it's just, you know, got to got to help everybody help each other out as best you can. Yes, you do. And I love that your um, company is there to help those clients to be able to pivot in their marketing. And, that, and that's the biggest thing. You know, we, we have a joke of, you know, are you selling a VCR to your clients today? Right. Or are you selling the latest technology? So if you're showing up with something that's outdated, your client's going to go someplace else to, to find that. That was true before COVID. It's even more true now where we have to, you know, even how, how I've seen companies, um, hotels, for example, doing commercials on this is how we disinfect. This is what we do to show people, to give them a, a comfort level. Um, there's one uh, hotel chain in Italy that did, I believe in the height of this, um, no one was really visiting um, Venice, Italy. And so they did a video saying, do you want a quiet getaway? Because basically the city was very empty, but they took a different approach to be able to pivot and not come out of the game. As, as you said, some people have crawled into their shell and are just saying, wake me in 2021. Um, but even in 2021, you know, analysts were saying at the beginning of this, this thing that, you know, come September, the global marketplace will go back to normal. Well, here we are uh, in mid-September. We are not back to normal. And we're really telling companies, you need to be ready to go through this through the end of 2022 is what you need to be projecting. Um, in all of your years of experience, you know, one of the, the themes of this show is just a candid conversation with leaders to help leaders that are facing tough decisions in their own business today. 
when it comes to dealing with any type of crisis that's affecting a, a business where you know, we're talking to leaders who are concerned about overhead, keeping employees, um, keeping customers. There's a lot that's on the head of C-suite leaders that they then need to support their team. When faced with challenging situations that have to be addressed to make sure everything stays afloat so you can keep the lights on, um, what would be your advice to a leader that right now may be facing some tough decisions with their company and they're not really sure, you know, where, what should they be looking at first, second, and third to keep the business afloat? What would you say to them? I've got a couple of clients that are, have gone through that lately. So I, and they've approached it differently. And some of them I, I, I agreed with and some of them I didn't agree with. So um, one of them just decided they're going to, they're going to close up here in October 15th. And they're like, okay, that's uh, that's one way to do it. And I don't think that's probably the best way to do it, but that, that's the way, that's his approach. He said, he called me the first of September and said, 45 days, I'm done. I'm like, okay, it's, uh, um, I'll, we'll I'll try to help out best we can. Um, yeah. The other ones I think were the ones that probably set up and, and got staff on board and said, listen, we're either going to take uh, cuts across the board, try to do the best we can, um, keep keep working with our, our customers, let's keep everybody, you know, keep everybody afloat as much as we can. We're gonna we, if we if someone leaves, we're probably not gonna replace people. You know those we're all we're gonna pick up the slack. Um, that we're very much that we're all in this together approach type of thing. Um, those people seem to be making the best of it, um, but it's just tough. It's 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 hard. Um, you try to be positive. Um, there are some like I said, there's some 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 good. You know here in the Midwest where I'm at, we haven't had the. Um, um, it has a bad as bad as on the coast. So um, we're, we're, we're pretty good shape wise. We haven't had the, um, you know, they're being the, the kid, they're playing high school sports and stuff like that. So we're, we're things aren't, aren't uh, um, in the colleges are playing sports now and stuff like that. So we're, we're, we're getting a little bit closer to back to what we call whatever our new normal is going to be for a while. Um, but they're, but they're, 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 it's it's still challenging, um, but they're you know we're trying to do the best we can. Like I said, it's just just like everyone's trying to help each other out as much as we can, and those are the people that do the best job. So, you know, and then the other people, the ones are just are throwing the talent in. So it's kind of just two camps, really. And I think the approach that you take of you know how can we all help each other in this situation in this season is definitely one that has to to be on the forefront um, because from traditional marketing traditional um, advertising it it all is trying to um, magnify the relationship building that's needed and it all starts with the relationship building and so what you said is so on point that we have to help each other and then by helping each other you don't know where those opportunities could go and where they could grow from from there and that's that's where your real pivot's going to come in <laughs> It is. Your pivot will come in from that moment. Well, Christopher, this has been a great conversation today. You have given us many nuggets that I'm sure our audiences are taking notes and, and looking back to implement. And I would share with our audience, um, like we talk about all the time, out of everything you're hearing, what are one or two things that you can take away and implement in your business to take action on? Um, because just listening to the information is great. We're glad you're here, but it's really what can you go back and implement in your organization? Do you have any closing thoughts that you would like to share with us uh, for those leaders that are thinking about, you know, keeping relationship building, maybe looking at non-traditional advertising, any closing thoughts you could share with our audience today? 
Um, embrace the technology as much as you can. There's so much good stuff out there. Um, uh, in in regards to the marketing out there, get creative. You don't nothing. Everything doesn't have to be done with dollars and cents right now. You can you can do some bartering. You can do some, if you have a if you have a restaurant and things are tight. You go to your go to your TV station, your newspaper, your your radio station, and offer to instead of paying for your your radio commercials in uh, in dollars, offer 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 dinners, offer lunches. You know, get creative, and that's back to we're helping each other out. You know, the radio station can use the, the the dinner coupons to to give to clients or to give to listeners for 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 winning winning contests and stuff. Not everything has to, you know. It's, it goes back to if that's what you have, that's what you have. Um, and if it helps you keep the doors open, you know, that's what they're. That every, everybody can get creative on how we we keep each other, you know, going here type of thing. So don't think it has to always be the it has to be the same way we did business before. Um, so feel free to get creative. Oh, that's spot on. Don't stay in how you did business before, but look at switching up. Make your own pivot in your business <laughs> is the best thing. Christopher, thank you again for being our guest on the Critical Conversations in the C-Suite. It's been a great conversation. I so appreciate you giving us some of your time. Thanks, Adon. Happy to help. Thank you, Christopher. Christopher.